Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of Weekend at Dave's. Now, this is pretty exciting for me. Uh, I've never done anything like this before, but as somebody that has written quite a few articles uh, over my time at the Punish Backlog, I thought it'd be time to, I don't know, try something new, just get my hands dirty, my feet wet, doing something else. Uh, and so, yeah, my solution was Weekend at Dave's. And this is a, I wouldn't put a time frame on it. I wouldn't call it weekly. I wouldn't call it monthly. Just kind of whenever I feel like it. Um, yeah, a time to just decompress, talk about what I've been playing uh, for the past few weeks or whatever. Um, I think it would be a nice tie-in to, to, to kind of bring Weekend to Dave's in with a recent article that I did. Uh, I hope people listening, most everybody read it, but if you hadn't, I will link it in the wherever article uh, that this is going to be posted with on the site. Uh, but I wrote a, an article recently titled, uh, My Backlog Has an Egregious Amount of AAA Titles. And the gist of that article, for those who didn't get the chance to read, uh, was that over the past five or so years, since 2013, I've accumulated accumulated quite a number of AAA games that, for whatever reason, I just haven't had the the willpower, the desire to finish, uh, whether that be Horizon Zero Dawn from last year or God of War this year, Grand Theft Auto V back in 2013, Far Cry 4 in 2014. There are just too many games that I haven't been able to, to really sink my teeth into or just finish off. Uh, and so it made me wonder, you know, I, I went and did the tally and I was surprised to find at least 19 games that I paid $60 for that I have not finished. Um, and I thought, you know, I said at the end of the article, this would be fun to, it'd be fun to make this into a, a recurring feature. And I thought about, you know, how could I do this? And writing follow-up articles, you know, can be a bit of a daunting task for those that read the 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 fantasy gaming articles. Uh, you can already see how much work has to go into those. Or if you don't know, uh, it can take several hours uh, several days to, to put just a single one of those uh, episodes together and you know be on the lookout for the the next uh, one of those, which is coming shortly. But anyways, yeah, I thought that the best way to kind of keep in touch with this, or early, early, early uh, readers would have remembered our This Week in Backlog feature where just early writers were talking about the stuff they were playing and really kind of chill, relax. But it kind of went by the wayside, and I thought this would be a nice way to bring it back uh, let people know what I've been playing, my thoughts on games. I don't want this to take up too much time. Whenever I post one, probably try to keep it within 20 minutes, 20 to half an hour. But I thought it'd be a nice way to get, uh, you know, give me some experience podcasting in a way and talking in front of a mic. And I always like to talk and I love to be reflexive and reflective. But yeah, so I thought this would be a nice way to kind of really get into this. So that's the spiel for, for what this is about, why we're doing Weekend at Dave's. Weekend at Dave's, I just thought was an interesting title. Uh, I never, people don't call me Dave, but I think it's kind of interesting. And it's not necessarily that I'm recording this on a weekend. I probably should have said the date earlier, but it's October 29th. Um, I guess the idea is just, you just kick back on a weekend and enjoy this while you're playing some games. Audio only, no video. 
Uh, that's kind of the plan from now on for, for the moment. I'd like to work on a theme song, uh, openings, you know, a, a theme music that plays at the beginning and the end, but no plans to make this a, you know, a video podcast or anything like that, because that's too much work on my end, I think. Um, yeah. So, okay. Getting into things. What have I been doing? So we started with 19 games on that article, and I don't really want to recount all of them, but the biggest thing that, have hap- that has happened recently is I said it when I wrote the piece, and I've, I've stayed true to my word. I completed Spider-Man recently, which I picked up back when it released a few weeks back, played the hell out of it, platinumed it, really enjoyed my time. That is gone. That is finished. Might come back for the DLC eventually, but you know what? There are too many great things coming out, and I've heard good things about the heist, but uh, yeah, you know, there were some things I didn't like about Spider-Man. Um, missions, uh, I I thought that the crime missions in particular were pretty repetitive, and especially when you're going for platinum, that can be a little bit annoying. It could be a bit of a nuisance because there must have been like 10 different regions in, on the map around and about 20 of those crimes per region. So if you can do the math, that's about 200 of those crimes total of just going around wailing, wailing on dudes. And, uh, you know, the combat was fun, but it's no it's no Batman Arkham. Uh, not quite as nuanced, not quite as visceral, or, or just, just, you know, satisfying to, to play with. So good game, really good game. Uh don't want to really spoil any plans for this year's Game of the Year awards, but all I will I will all I will say is that I am certain, at least on my end, that Spider Man will have some sort of representation in these Game of the Year awards. Uh, from my end, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Thought it was a great story. Uh, some people have been, been saying it's the best you know Spider Man story of any medium. I'm not sure if I'd go that far. I really liked Homecoming. Um, I know that's into the Spider Verse. Uh, movie seems pretty cool, but as far as I'm concerned, Insomniac did a great job with this game. Um, you know, it was funny getting to see kind of Sucker Punch being the name that was floated around and then all of a sudden taken away and Insomniac had turned out to be the ones behind it, and they did a great job. Uh, the best-selling PlayStation exclusive or on pace to be the best-selling one probably of all time in the generate, you know, in the whole lifespan of, of all PlayStation consoles. That's pretty impressive. So we'll see a sequel. I'm not in a rush to go back, but I really enjoyed it. So that's minus one on the backlog that brings us down to 18. However, uh, I noticed after writing the piece that I missed one uh, that should have been on there to begin with. So it should have been 20, but now Spider-Man brings it down to, you know, 18 with this new me remembering this piece. We're back up to 19. That, that, that game is Octopath Traveler for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was because I... I don't know, maybe I didn't quite consider it AAA or I didn't think about it when I was... You know, I played a bit of it when I got it in July and I enjoyed it, but I guess maybe part of me was like, this is not like a Spider-Man, this isn't a God of War, but you know, the, produ- the production values are there and Square Enix is a heavy hitter publisher, heavy hitter developer. Love my RPGs. But yeah, I bought this at 60 bucks. Have not finished it. I'm about maybe eight hours in. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people said stuff about it being kind of a repetitive title. I'm not sure if I agree with that. 
I <clears throat> I think the combat's excellent. I think the, the the music's excellent. I think the graphics are really good. The story is pretty good. The characters are pretty good. I don't really mind the the beat of you know the the re- repetitive beats of going to a town, using you know gaining a new character, gaining a new skill, using the skill to get find items in the background. Then you go to a dungeon. Then you fight some monsters, then you fight a boss, then it repeats. Because, you know, I don't know. That's kind of how any RPG ever works, or maybe even any game when you think about it. So that doesn't really bother me. I think the the combat's really well done. Uh, Yeah, and and it's a handheld game for the Switch. Uh, We need more good Switch games, especially RPGs. So I have no real qualms about this. Um, Yeah, I look forward to to finishing, not even finishing, I have quite a bit more to go with it, but I have no doubt that I'll I'll probably finish it one time or another. It's not really high up on the priority list right now, but uh, it will be eventually, I can can certainly say. Another one that, well, so we have, what, Spider-Man taken off the list, but Octopath added back on. We have some more good news in terms of kind of clearing the backlog out, and that is that I'm nearing completion of Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, this is another one that I'm trying to get the platinum on. It's weird because I feel like when I when I'm playing open world RPGs like Spider Man or Horizon Zero Dawn, typically these games kind of they they fall into one of two baskets, right? You have these games like Spider Man's a really good example. You have these these they're kind of sandboxy, but not really. They're open world, but there are confines to the world. You can't just go literally anywhere. It's not the kind of game where if you see a mountain, you can go there. All the side quests, all the activities are very well defined within kind of the world map. You know what you're getting into. And fairly fairly early on in the game, I realized that it would be very feasible for me to get the platinum. That's another part of it. So Spider-Man is the type of game where I knew I'd be able to do every single mission on the list within a short time frame or relatively short time frame for me. It took about 20, 25 hours, I think. But I knew that that platinum would be there and I knew it was feasible. This is the same thing with Horizon Zero Dawn, albeit on a much bigger scale. The game is way too long, in my opinion. It's like just bloated to the point of, it, it just feels like a lot of filler. Super big game world. It's immensely pretty, probably, I think, the prettiest game I've ever seen like that game never fails to amaze me and how how good it looks but yeah it's it's pretty it's big it's sprawling but ah they could cut down on a lot of the side quests even still though even still um it's very much doable for me I'm about 54 hours into the game uh I have kind of gone on the off the beaten path to play uh the frozen wilds which I had purchased not alongside the game, but a little bit later in the, you know, when it came out, I think I got it thinking I'd play it. So, and it, and it nicely kind of fits into the top of the map. So I was able to go and, and I haven't finished the main story for the main game, but I figured, you know what, I'll do Frozen Wilds, which is actually very good so far. I love the, I think some of the characters there are excellent. I think uh, the story there is intriguing. I, I love the new uh, machines you can fight. I, I really like the wintry vibe there, and I love the new kind of currency, that blue gem, that, you know, the blue ore, whatever it is, that that kind of is tucked within nooks and crannies of, of the area that really forced you to explore. And the exploration was something that I didn't really find with the first, you know, the main, the base game of Horizon. But yeah, so so it's a game that I like a lot. 
it's repetitive though. You know, it's a big world with some kind of boring side quests and the combat against the machines can, the combat with the machines can be a little repetitive just because you've seen them all. They're fun the first X amount of times or whatever, the first 20 times you fight a machine maybe, but eventually then it becomes a bit of a slug, uh, you know, it becomes a bit of a, just a bit repetitive, a bit of a, feels like we're treading the same thing over and over again. So I think this game could have been 30 hours instead of 60 and it would have been better for it. But you know what? That's just, I, I'm excited to see what uh, Gorilla does with a sequel. Cause we know there's definitely going to be a sequel on the way. And, and I'm, I'm, I love it. It's a great new IP. I think it, it, it did pretty well. Like if I recall correctly um, with our awards last year for the site, I believe it did get some mentions specifically for Aloy, uh, Ashley Birch, who performed, you know, who did the 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 voice recording behind her. Uh, both the character and Ashley Birch, you know, were incredible. And I think the story got a nod as well. Uh, maybe even best PlayStation 4 exclusive, if I recall correctly. So it's a great game. It's a good game. Um, I just, yeah, I think it's a little bloated. And, but yeah, I'm still planning to plan them in it just because everything there is obtainable. Uh, I've just been kind of keeping a good eye on the, on the trophies list and, and it's mainly just complete everything of everything. And it's, it's not like a game like, uh, like Witcher three, where literally anywhere, like the, the map is absolutely massive. There's quests everywhere. You can pick up everything and it just seems like no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to finish everything. Right. That's Witcher three for me. That's Skyrim. That's fallout. That's so many of those kind of RPGs where you just know you're not going to finish everything. And that's okay because that's not the point of the game. The point of the game is not to be an open world that you conquer. It's an open world that you live in and an open world that you kind of discover and explore really. So different things uh, on the subject of which I haven't really touched it. Uh, I think I'm trying to clear out the earlier, you know, the more recent stuff. So you know, Spider-Man's done, Horizon, I'm really getting close to being done. And after that, I think I'll try to go and clear out God of War because that's from this year. Octopath as well because that's from this year. But we'll see where we go with this. Uh, I also have my eyes on Xenoblade Chronicles X from 2015 just because I love that game. Oh, man, I love that game. Um, yeah. Last thing on for today, though, is another game that I got. So we're adding another plus one. So temporarily, this list will be back at, I'm doing the math correctly, it'll be back at 20 until I finish Horizon, in which it'll be back at 19. But yeah, the, the 20th edition is Red Dead Redemption 2. Not really a surprise, I'm sure, to anybody, because everybody's probably been playing it. But you know, with Red Dead, I really like what I'm seeing with this game. It's it's really something else. What people have been saying, though, is absolutely true. It is a slow game, really slow. The animations are slow. Arthur moves so slow. Looting stuff is slow. Skinning stuff is slow. Riding your horse is slow. Shooting is slow. Everything about this game is slow, and yet it is so engrossing. It is so much fun to just lose yourself in this world and hunt animals and and meet people and go to, into towns and just take in the sights, walk around the camp. Although walking around the camp, I guess, I don't know. The interactions with the NPCs are kind of my least favorite part of the game. I, I hate everything about holding the button to talk to people and uh, 
yeah, I, I read a, a, a excellent article on Kotaku recently. I think it was published today by Heather at Alexandra that, or Heather at Alexandra that talked about how the NPCs in, in Red Dead Redemption 2 almost because everything else around it is so detailed, their lack of realism or whatever, their kind of purpose of being there as special moments for the players just becomes super obvious, super evident. And I think that, you know, reading that resonated with me because I feel like that's absolutely the case where I, I just feel like Rockstar tries so hard to to make that a, a real component of this world with believable people. And, and they, they get it to an extent. But also, I think the more compelling part of this game is absolutely just the environment and walking around. There was an awesome part, though, in which I, I would kind of disagree and say that these NPCs are super important because there was a part where I was hunting uh, kind of in a wilderness near the camp, the first camp that you get to. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but uh, the first camp that you get to after the intro. And uh, I'm going hunting and uh, with one of the members of the camp to, to, to find an animal. And after he goes back to camp, I stay behind I'm just kind of enjoying taking in the wildlife, riding around on my horse. And I find an NPC and he's tracking something and I get off the horse and, and I'm thinking, all right, so what's going to happen here? Is this, is this another one where I try to rob somebody and they take a gun out and they, you know, Oh, it turns out everybody in this game, when you try to rob them, they have a gun and they can kill you in five shots. I decide to play it cool. Let's just see what he's doing. He's tracking something. And, and I guess I, I think, Oh, like, you know, he's tracking something, so I guess maybe this is a cue for me to run up ahead of him and, and beat him to hunting, and he'll say something interesting like, oh, you took my kill or something like that, right? So I follow up this small hill or not a mountain, a hill, right? There, I can't see what's above. I'm walking up, trying to get ahead of the guy and make it to the top, and I hear this really loud growl, and I'm... In horror, I look on as a bear barrels towards me, so and almost kills me, and I and I thankfully get out alive there. But the guy is nowhere to be found. He just does not even try to help me. He runs the hell away. But th that 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 was one instance where I realized that you know these moments happen organically in the world, and it's and, and it's interesting to see those take place. That's when it really works. Is when we get away from these these mechanically kind of janky moments that Rockstar always seems to have in their games where, you know, you have to hold this, that, and the other to get anything to work. And there's so many systems leveled on each other that it's, you just never end up, you punch your horse, you do all these weird things that you're not supposed to do. You get a $300 bounty in the first town because some guy looks at you the wrong way and you, you know, you try to rough him up a bit, but it leads to one thing leads to another. But I guess my point is, it's the more organic things, like the simple things, like you see a guy tracking, you see what's up, you go and you take a peek and, oh, there's a bear, right? Or just looking, you know, finding all the wildlife and, and seeing stuff interact, like one animal goes and tries to, you know, vultures or whatever, try to eat at a, a carcass on the road or anything like that, or the horse physics in the game when you hit a rock and just everything collapses. Like there's things 
about the world that there are some things that are serene, there's some things that are horrifying, but you know, it's all equally fascinating. And so I'm really excited to take a deeper dive into Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, so far, so good. I'm really enjoying it. Although, you know, I do, I, I will, I will stand by it. Bully two. Uh, my, my favorite Rockstar game is uh, Grand Theft Auto four, but Bully two is a Bully one because we don't have a Bully two. But Bully, the original Bully, that's a close second. That's one of those rare Rockstar games where I feel like the jankiness doesn't even happen. I just feel like that's a game that knows the scope well. Uh, of its game world and, and it just does a phenomenal job within that quiet space. And I feel like that's Red Dead Redemption 2 has a lot of moments like that. I, it remains to be seen how well everything's going to jive because it is a massive game that has a ton of systems. I don't think they all work equally well, for example, the shooting, but it's a game where if you want to make it a hunting simulator or a Domino's simulator or a poker simulator or anything of that sort, They'll have your fix. So, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, to recap, beat Spider Man. Realized I still have Octopath Traveler. Getting close to the end of Horizon and just started Red Dead Redemption 2. Fun stuff. Uh, yeah, for the rest of the year, it's a little lighter. Only big game I'm buying this year is Smash Ultimate. That's the only one that's remaining. So. No big like story modes or anything to add to the backlog, but I hope to be, I think the next time I'll do an update is when I finish Horizon, which should be shortly, uh, and, and should hopefully have more thoughts on that game, more thoughts on Red Dead, and maybe something else that I'm playing. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for bearing with me with this long, you know, uh, introduction for this bad boy, but yeah. So far, so good. I like this new mic that I got. It picks up stuff really well. So I hope you enjoyed this this little bit from me. And, and uh, yeah, I'll be back soon with Weekend at Dave's. Thanks, everybody.